Sports Day for McDonald's. The Tim Tam McFlurry is back at Macca's. Now available with rich chocolate soft serve. This is Sports Day. State-of-the-art design. Australian Open. How good are we? We've got a couple of credits playing over each other. But this is Sports Day. This is Sports Day. Just finish all of that up. Apologies for the messiness of that, but it is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV EV9, that is, and McDonald's. The Chicken Big Mac is back at Macca's. If I could just get that music wound down, that'd be magnificent because I want to get to our next guest who is live from what I hope is not too of a wet MCG. Liam Pickering, part of the BBL Nation commentary saying, Pickers, thanks for your time. Kano, welcome back. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. What, what's the conditions, Pickers? Are we looking at a delayed start? Will we get any play at all? Uh, we, we'll get a delayed start. We've definitely got a delayed start. It's still running. The big covers are on in the middle of the ground and the ground's trying to be mopped up as we speak, but the rain's still coming. So Matt Page, the curator, uh, Johnny Donahoe was downstairs and he predicts the rain to stop at around 6.45, so soon. And then it's a matter of getting the ground together and um, obviously getting it it prepared to ready to go. But he reckons he could possibly do that in half an hour. So we'll get a game. I'm pretty sure of that. As long as this doesn't keep keep, uh, coming down from up in the skies. Yeah. Well, your renegades, they're they're battling pickers. If there is play, they need a win. What's happened? Yeah, they haven't had a great year. No, it's been disappointing. They've had a couple of bad losses. They've been close in most of their games, but mm. they got on the board last game. They performed really well, and that was through the Gherkin, Jake Fraser McGurk, and Sean Marsh, who's in really good touch. But there's been a couple of changes. So Joe Clark, the English recruit, the top order opener, he's out, but he's done a quad. Um, so and then also Majeebs had some issues with his uh, with his you know, international sort of status, if you like, with regards to his passport. So, uh, anyway, he's not playing either tonight, but I don't think it'll be a night for spinners anyway. So, depending on how many overs we get, uh, they'll need to get the two points because one point won't be enough for the Stars if it's if it's washed out. Yeah, Sorry for the Renegades. Full points. So t- tell me about Jake Fraser McGurk. He's 21. I couldn't believe it when someone, it might have been Flem, <laughs> who, who I just spoke to, he's 21 years of age. I can't believe it, but he's you know third or fourth on the runs list in the BBL and he... He waxed it a mile. What's his future look like? Can he play test cricket? Well, he can certainly play, I think, at, yeah, at white ball cricket for Australia. I've got no doubt about that. He hits the ball so hard, as you said. He's only 21, and wasn't surprisingly. Like, I mean, this it's, it's, it's staggering, really, when you yeah. think about it. They got him into the system at about a 17, 18-year-old, and, and then the Vicks didn't offer him a contract. So the, the, the sacker have come and said, we'll give you three years. He goes across there. He gets one of the fastest one-day hundreds oh. in uh, domestic cricket. And now he's dominating the Big Bash. So uh, he's a real talent, uh, really, really talented cricketer. What's happened with Madison? Is he dropped or what's the... He was dropped last game and he's been performing poorly. He deserved to go out. Um, He's been added to the squad today. That's probably because of Clark. I don't think he'll play, my personal view. Sutherland did a really good job captaining the team the other day. My view would be that, um, that they'll possibly put Finch back in who was also isn't going that well, to be honest. Mm. Has, he's been battling. So, yeah, the, the Renegades need a real lift from the likes of that. And DeCock, who's the big international signing, hasn't made a run. So he's been a bit stiff. He got out, caught down the leg side the other night, which was a horrible way to go out first ball. But, yeah, he's an international star. So the Renegades, will, if it's going to be a game on, and it'll be a reduced game, you need yep. your top order, like DeCock, to get rolling. Need a, need, a, need a fast start. Now, on, on the flip side, the Stars are, are going real well. They've, they've turned the corner after a slow start. Chased down 2.06 on news. I couldn't believe it. My strikers 
Uh, whacking it everywhere. I mean, there's, no, there's no way they're chasing down 206. But a flat deck, small boundaries, wind blowing to the small boundaries at the Adelaide Oval, it all lined up for them chasing that down with an over to spare. So uh, they're going well, led by Maxi. Yeah, they are. They've got their... Uh, and the good point out of the other night, from a star's perspective, is Stoinis got some runs. He hasn't made yeah. a run for the whole tournament. So he finally got rolling. So that'll give him great confidence for tonight. Maxi's been great. Uh, Bo Webster was terrific the other night, but they did it easily, didn't they, in that game mm. against the Strikers on New Year's Eve, yeah. yeah. But it was a good win. But they've got, they've got some form. They were going terribly, and they put together three wins in a row. So they'll come in tonight red-hot favourites, I would think. All right. Now, I can't let you go without speaking about Cam Green. I'm hearing pickers that he's going <laughs> oh, to open the batting for Australia. Like, please, are we, are we kidding ourselves here? Do you think he can possibly be successful as David Warner's replacement? Yes, I do. No, yes. I we're going to argue about this. You and I have got a different opinion of this guy. He's technically as good as, probably better than the other three that they're talking about. So my view would be, if you want to get him in the team, and I know they do, give him Warner's spot. So the, the first test against the West Indies, well, it wouldn't be a bad way to start. You play your first test match as an opener against a pretty average attack in the West Indies. So I think it's a great way to get him in. That's in Adelaide, isn't it, a, as well? I beg your pardon, mate? That's in Adelaide as well, isn't it? Flat deck. You know, Flat deck, yeah, great yeah. time to play. Yeah, absolutely. So they've got you know two, potentially two opportunities, you know, for him to to go to the top. He bats top of the order, in, uh, not in an opener, but he bats top of the order for Western Australia. So I think, given his technique is so strong, whereas you look at the other guys and like Bancroft, you know, on on what he's delivered so far, Bancroft deserves to be picked, right? Mm. In my mm. view, Harris has been excellent as well, and Renshaw is a future player. But just me. I would. I know you're a bit off him, but I'm a, I'm a real massive Cameron Green fan, and I think he brings not just with the bat to the team, but he can bowl and he feels brilliantly. So, I would I would go with Green personally. What does it do to his bowling? Like uh, as a I don't know. Have we, have we seen it? Have we seen it before? We've probably seen it with other nations. But how, how would opening the batting affect his bowling at all? If at all? Not at all. Okay. No, not at all. Like he he likely bowl. Like in a Test match. Yeah, you got Marsh there as well. So in a Test match, he might bowl a dozen overs. That's not going to affect him with the bat. So most of the other guys will, will bowl the majority of the overs, but he's got a test five. He's a, he's a great all-round cricketer, I think. I know he hasn't made the runs since you called him the, uh, what, what do you call him, the most overrated, overhyped player in Australia? Well, pretty much. Nick, Nick Kyrgios has taken that mantle, but he's, but he's up there. <laughs> the most overhyped Australian athlete is Cameron Green. I think I've been proven correct on that. Now, I may be wrong in the long run, but I'm standing by it. Pickers, uh, some of us have taken a holiday. You haven't. Off the benches, flying. Hutchie must be fired up. I saw him in Adelaide at the Wildcats game, and they they smashed my 36s. But they've turned the corner. Is he is he flying the big man? Yeah, he is. He's really really pumped. I mean, he was feeling a bit of pressure early. There was yeah. a bit of negative press when they were two going, and five. Didn't, yeah, it didn't start well, but they've got on a real heater, so they're outright second now. So he's really happy with uh, with how the Wildcats are going, and he goes to every game as you know, and he's very invested. Mm. He's really invested, mm. the big fella. So now he's. Yeah, we've we've gone all the way through. I'm having a couple of weeks off now, though. I'm going to Queensland okay. Friday for uh, you know, ten nights or something. So I'll miss the next two off the benches. So I think I think Scotty Cummings might be doing it, doing the Good. off the bench this week. I like his work. Uh, and before like we let Scotty you go, b- best best movie and or TV show that you've watched over the Christmas break. Oh, I haven't. To be honest. Mm. There's nothing that I've, I've watched that's, that I hadn't seen. So I'm just re-watching a lot of all the good stuff that I like. Uh, yeah. A TV show, I haven't really... I've got, I'm starting to get into Reacher. Because um, I, I did like the movie, Jack Reacher, but it's not too bad. I think that's on Stan yep. uh, as a series. I've only got into a couple of episodes of that. But 
Now, I've been quite busy, so I haven't really had that much of a chance to, to watch it. What have you been e- equal, what, what equalizer, have you been e- Equalizer 3, not bad, with, if you're oh, a, a Denzel man on the plane. Yeah, I love Denzel. Yeah, I love, so that's, that's I love the first equalizer. Yeah, the second one so, was good. So, so I'm looking the, forward to seeing that, but, you know, I'm waiting for it to be free on Prime. Yeah, definitely, definitely watch that. Pickers, uh, so hopefully we get uh, a start sometime, well, it'll be just after... Seven o'clock. So yeah. Well, a hopefully lot. it's it. Look, it's the the it is still raining. It looks like it's not quite as heavy as it was. There was a big lightning, you know, strike of lightning before. So yeah, I think we'll we'll get play. I just think it'll be. It might be around the eight eight thirty mark. I think. All right, mate. Look forward to tuning in. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Kanye. Now, coverage of the Stars and the Renegades will begin as Pickers hope sometime around eight o'clock, right across the SEN network. So Pickers and John Donahoe there for. The full clash of what is a very important game in the context of the finals and securing a spot, well, certainly for the Stars, the Renegades just need a win to keep their campaign alive. The Harcourt's open line, one 736 736 This evening on my return, I've been working my way through what I believe to be just the stories that really pricked my interest when I was on holidays and wasn't, wasn't fully invested, but was certainly across most of it, and, and kept some notes. So the, the biggest one was um, the concerns around Test cricket, which we've covered extensively tonight, and uh, we've taken your thoughts on that, and you continue to join in the conversation if you'd like on the Harcourts open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Clayton Oliver and his situation and his inability to meet the minimum standards at Melbourne. Um, now, there's varying factors behind that and a lot of the information we don't have, but the facts are that he's not meeting the minimum standards that Melbourne have demanded of him when they threatened to trade him. So uh, that's a big story. The AFL changed some more rules, the Braden Maynard rule. Um, Be careful if you smother. And my thought that they are slowly eroding the physical fabric of the game away and and the fact that they're going to have no choice but to get rid of the knee to the head, which in turn will get rid of, of the high mark, which is something that none of us, none of us want to see. But unfortunately, the AFL will have no choice. Can't tackle, can't bump, can't smother. Shortly, um, you won't be able to drive your knee up in the marking contest, which we know will see the death of the high mark in the near future. Uh, West Coast. Now, a bit, a bit off Broadway and a bit irrelevant, to be fair, with West Coast. But for two years, I've been... Speaking about West Coast and their lack of standards and questioning the direction of the football club, the list management of the football club. And for two years, Trevor Nisbet, the former CEO and the coach, Adam Simpson, gee, gee, they got prickly. Whenever you questioned the standards at West Coast or the direction of the club, the way that they play, the list management. In fact, they both called me a shock jock, which was interesting. I actually don't mind being called a, a shock jock. Some of, some of the best media performers have also been called shock jocks over the years. So that, that doesn't offend me, but they pushed back when we did question the club's standards and directions. Well, in the past six months, the Eagles have changed their CEO, their fitness boss, their captain, their recruiting manager. They've changed at least one board member. They've had eight players retired or delisted, and there's been a lot of other lower-profile changes. We called for this shift two years ago and the club said, no, we're good. We're all good. And anyone who did question it was a shock jock. Well, finally, they've woken up to the fact that that place is a mess. And I think will be a mess for at least a season or two. But under Don Pike, you would hope that 
things are going to go in a better direction. So mass changes at the West Coast Eagles. Mentioned Bailey Smith. Uh, we mentioned Daisy Pearce. And look, I think it's a terrific appointment for that club, West Coast, for her to take control of the AFLW program. But to think that she can do both is... I just don't know. I, I, I don't know that that works. If West Coast are under pressure, they won two games last year. Daisy Pearce flying across the country doing AFL commentary as well as coaching that team. I'm not sure that's going to go down that well with the Eagles supporters. Uh, we'll stay out west. Sean Darcy signed a seven-year contract. Seven. Sean Darcy got seven years. So if this isn't Brody Grundy Mark II, I will be so surprised. So he's got a seven-year contract for 115 kilogram Ruckman who is injury prone and can't play forward. He's got 38 career goals. He kicked four last year and he takes about one contested market game. So when he's not in the ruck, what are you going to do with Sean Darcy? He's not playing forward. He can't play forward. And you've got Luke Jackson, who's a Ruckman. He's not a forward. You've spent 1.9 million of your salary cap on two Ruckman, not forwards, Ruckman. So when neither of them are in the ruck, and they both need to be in the ruck for 80 to 85% of the game. They can't go anywhere else. The chances of Sean Darcy seeing out that seven years on his contract is slim to none. And I, I think he's crazy for signing that deal. I think he's absolutely crazy. Great, yep, financial security. Well, Brody Grundy thought that too. And it wasn't much fun when he was overlooked for Darcy Cameron. And it wasn't much fun when he was playing VFL for Melbourne. The same thing's going to happen for... Sean Darcy, what a ridiculous contract decision that was. He signed until the end of 2030. As I said, there is little to no chance that he sees out the seven years of that contract. Ridiculous list management decision from the Dockers, who are certainly one of the teams under significant pressure uh, this year. Nick Kyrgios joined OnlyFans. I don't know if this happened just before I went away or when I was away, but... This is the most embarrassing story from an Australian sports person that, that, I, that I saw uh, in the little break. Now, in American sport, and I, I just love going to the US because of the coverage of sport. The amount of sport on offer in America is all time. Like when you are there for the NBA season mixed in with the NFL season, there's some ice hockey on. It's just the best. And and all of the games, the live games, are supported so well by all of the talk and panel shows around it, which I love. All they talk about is the athletes' legacies because they've all got money. They've all got the fame. They've all got mass social media followings. It is about their legacy. Even LeBron, it, it's all like he's the guy's worth a billion dollars. He's won four titles. He's the best or second best player of all time. And they talk about... His legacy. Kevin Durant, like top 20 player all time, I reckon. They, they talk about his legacy and, and his leaving OKC and his leaving the Warriors. And then what happened at Brooklyn? Is that great for his legacy? That's what they talk about. What legacy are you leaving behind? What's the conversation going to be in 10 years' time about you? What's Kyrgios's legacy going to be? Is he the immature brat who, who never grew up? The guy that's always looking for an easy way out. When things get tough, he quits. Like OnlyFans. Yeah, great payday. Well done. You're a brand ambassador for OnlyFans. But he's probably the greatest waste of talent that we've ever seen. He's not He's not coming back now. He's not playing at the Australian Open. He doesn't have a ranking. Um, and I, I just think it is one of the great wastes 
because he hasn't been prepared to dig in and do the hard work and fight like others before him. And his legacy in 10 years' time is going to be non-existent. He said when he joined OnlyFans, you get to see him game. You get to see his tattoos, his intimate side. It's all on the table. I'll be bringing fans along for the ride. You know what fans want to come along for the ride, Nick? They want to see you win. And they want to see you win big tennis matches in front of big crowds in Melbourne. Not what tattoo you've got or what PlayStation game you're playing on OnlyFans. How embarrassing. Anyway, one 736 736 I was a little bit grumpy on that one. This is Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The all-electric Kia EV9. And for Maccas, there's a chicken Big Mac at Maccas. How good. The Harcourt's open line, if you want to have your say. Is Nick Kyrgios the biggest waste of talent we've ever seen? And will you be subscribing to his OnlyFans account to see him gaming and to see what tattoo he got next?